Everybody, welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. Um, I actually came back live today. I actually cut my uh, vacation a little bit short. A lot of you know I was uh, down the shore, down uh, Maryland, with my family last week. I usually take the uh, the following week off uh, completely, just to kind of relax a little bit. But obviously, there's a lot going on. There is a lot to talk about. So, I, and I just today, I really just want to talk about. Uh, the tragedy over in Charlottesville, uh, Virginia. I want to talk about uh, the media. I want to talk about white supremacy. I want to talk about the KKK. I want to talk about Donald Trump. I want to talk about his uh, controversial remarks, uh, the few speeches that he gave, the, the press conference from yesterday that everyone is still talking about that's been airing, you know, nonstop. Uh, there's been nonstop coverage on this from CNN, NBC, Fox News. Just It's just a, a media circus, which I want to discuss a little bit um, throughout today's show. And I'm not, not going to talk long today. I, like I said, I just really want to talk about this today. Um, just real briefly before I jump into it, um, a lot of people tuned in to my special one, Girls Trip, the, the, the movie and the in-depth analyzation of the film that I did. So, uh, it was a classic show, all-time classic show, in my opinion. If you missed that, check out the archives, and uh, you know when you get some time. Today, uh, you know, and not even today. You know, over the years, um, you know, the last ten years, eleven years now, at this point, that I've been doing this talk show, you guys have heard me, t- you know, talk about all types of things, relationship stuff, marriage, you know, family, um, but also many social issues. Uh, you know, social activism issues like what we're going to talk about today, um, whether it's the Gina Six, uh, Troy Davis, his execution, uh, the the killing of Tra- uh, Trayvon Martin, Sandra Bland, Mike Brown, Tamir Rice, Alton Sterling, Philando Castillo. I mean, the list is, you know, unfortunately, the list is endless. And so I just want to invite everyone to check out those shows. Maybe you're a, a first-time listener or, you know what I mean, maybe miss some of those shows. Check them out because, you know, I, I you know, like I'm going to do today, I, I'm going to talk about this topic from a, um, you know, from a real standpoint, obviously. From, I'm going to give my personal thoughts, my opinions from a legal standpoint today. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Constitution. And, you know, I try to remain as objective as possible uh, when discussing these things. I try not to. Cause, you know, cause, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit different. I'm a different type of of journalist. You know, I take journalism and reporting and broadcasting seriously. I'm from a time when, you know, it was more about the news. It was more about offering not just you know offering an opinion is fine, but putting your opinion out there and letting the people make a decision about what they want to think about it. Not you know manipulation. That's what we see a lot of in the news today in the media, the mainstream media. Um, it's just manipulation. 
You know, if you turn on CNN right now, that's all they're doing is manipulating. So, you you know, I'm going to just keep it real with you. I'm going to keep it honest with you. And, um, you know, and that's what it is. Um, and, you know, one of the things I said on, on social media, I've been very vocal on uh, Facebook the last few days um, about this issue. I've had a lot to say. And so I'm going to talk about a lot of those statements, kind of elaborate on them on today's show. Um, one of the things I said, though, earlier in the week was, as the United States remains on the brink of World War III, as well as a second civil war, I said that it's more important than ever to pray and to keep Jesus Christ first. You know, I mean, and that's that. I, I want to start off with that because for me, that's what's most important. You know, all this other stuff is extra. When you know, we're we're, t- we're turning away from God. We're turning away from the church. We're turning away from so many important things and focusing on race and focusing on, on war and, and death and negativity. And, you know, you scroll down your timeline, it's all hatred. It's all people pissed off. There's no Bible verses. There's no testimonies. There's no scriptures. There's no happiness. There's not even that many happy relationships. It's all Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, just negative, negative people. And so that's why I say, like, literally, if you, it's funny because you turn on the news, Two days, three days ago, we were literally talking, we were days away from from literally World War III. You know, I mean, like, literally right before this whole thing happened in Virginia, you know, North Korea said, look, you know, you know we're going to respond to your sanctions with, with military action. Donald Trump said, well, look, if, you know, you want to, if you do that, you better stop. He said, you best. You know, he, he went back to the hood. He said, you best stop with these threats. Or, or, you know, or we're going to unleash hell on you, basically. So that's about as tough talk as two countries can have before the bullets start flying, the missiles start flying. And that was literally a few days ago. Now, I haven't heard any. How do we go from that to hearing nothing? I mean, literally World War Three, because I don't know if you know about North Korea and Russia and, you know, all their allies and things like that. You know, this it's going to be a major, major war. A multiple kind, literally a World War Three, which to me it is considerably more important than what we're all talking about. No, no disrespect to what's going on in, in in Virginia, but I haven't heard anything which tells you about how the media totally controls the narrative and ultimately the masses. All right, so definitely pray, continue to pray for our leaders continue to pray for our countries, continue to pray for the world, all right? You know, and not, not only that, not only that, you know, the world is 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 as bad as I've ever seen it. Our society, the hood is as bad as I've ever seen it. Uh, the government is as bad as I've ever seen it. Um, you know, race relations are as bad as I've ever seen it. Uh, entertainment is as bad as I've ever seen it. This homosexual, gay, and transgender movement is as bad as I've ever seen it. I'm literally, I, I no, no, no lie. I'm driving down the street in my car today. I don't know if you guys have heard this. I have no idea who it was, but I'm, I'm just gonna keep it. I'm from. So I listen to Philly. I'm listening to Power 99 here in Philly. If you guys are from Philly, you know DJ Diamond Cuts is playing one of her mixes. Now, if you don't know who that is, maybe look her up. I'm listening to the mix on Power 99, DJ Diamond Cuts, and a song is on, and I hear the rapper saying, I'm sucking D right now, okay? This is a male rapper, 
It's a male talk, literally in a song. That I'm sucking D right now. I'm like, yo, what the heck am I listening to? You know what I'm saying? And this is, this is just stuff that's unprecedented. You know what I'm saying? This agenda, the state of the world, the state of hip-hop, the state of music, the state of entertainment, this agenda is crazy. War, wars and things. These are literally, I feel like I'd say these are the last days. All right? And it's not just a, you know, cliche in a cliche way, but literally these are the last days. Now, and I want to just tell a quick story. I got a lot to talk about today. Been off for a little while. I'm listening to. Well, actually, I'm thinking. I was thinking back. Um, I was thinking back to my childhood, and my grandma, you know, used to always tell me about this type of stuff. You know, she used to take me to church with her sometimes and pray with me. She taught me to read hymns and things like that. And I love my grandma. And you know, as I became older, a lot of the lessons that she taught me as a child. I'm I'm seeing the value more so in them now as an adult. And I few years ago when she was 103, she was 103 years old, and literally, you know, on her deathbed, you know, she had some some medical issues. I mean, still very much in her right mind, and you know, but just she couldn't walk, she couldn't, you know, move uh, really well. But she and she, I remember her saying, you know, and and even crying and, and praying right in front of me, why. And questioning why God, this is the most Christian woman, this is the most God-fearing woman you ever meet in your life, but questioning why in the midst of the world, in the midst of how things, how bad things were, you know, why would he leave her on this earth for so long? She was 103 years old, and she was crying and praying for God to just take her to heaven and remove her from this. You know, she loved us, she loved her family, but her time was up, and she knew, and she felt it, and she just wanted to go. And she used to just, you know what I'm saying? And can, can you imagine that? Like being at a place, fortunately I'm not there yet. I still want to be, I have a lot to do. But she has seen so much and was, and, and at the point that she saw it at today, the world, the state of the world today, she just said, you know what, I'm just ready to go. And and things are, and, and, I, and I understand that now. I see it now. I see what she saw. And I get it. You know what I mean? Like, if I was that age, I'd be ready to go, too. One of the things I, I want to talk about today in regards to Donald Trump is, you know, for me, and before, you know, people need to understand this. I said online, I said, I don't know about you. And I said this before I went to bed, the last post I put up last night. I said, I don't know about you, but I'm blessed and will continue to be blessed regardless what Donald Trump says or does. You know what I'm saying? Regardless what Trump does, regardless what Obama has been doing, uh, regardless of George Bush, regardless of anybody in politics, Mitt Romney, it doesn't matter, John McCain, regardless of politics. See, what people need to understand, that's how you know people don't have faith in God. You know what I'm saying? People don't have trust in God. People don't have a relationship with God. Because what's happening is people are allowing the government and they're allowing politics to shape them, to shape their moods shape their, their level of happiness. You know, when you when I wake up and I'm scrolling through, you know, before I even get out of bed, and I'm just seeing what's going on. People are literally waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning. I wake up, maybe the baby's crying or something. I, you know, get up to change him or something. I may look at my phone. People at 3 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning, it doesn't matter the time they're literally talking about Donald Trump. And I'm like, wow. 
You know what I'm saying? At, at, at that time, I'm, I'm spending time with my son, you know what I'm saying, it, while he's in his crib or, you know, I'm having at 7 o'clock in the evening, I'm spending family time with my daughter and my wife and different things. I'm relaxing. I'm not thinking about that. Maybe I'm a different type of guy. Maybe I just have a different type of blessing. But what he does, you know, yeah, we can talk about it. You know what I'm saying? We can talk about it. We can even debate about it. But I don't, I don't know if you guys can hear. I'm not mad right now. I'm not. I wasn't mad. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like mad to the point where it's gonna ruin my day. I'm not mad. Like you know what I'm saying? And so I just want to put that out there. Like Donald Trump should not affect and dictate your level of happiness and your level of blessing. You know, and and if, if you're one of those people who who he is not affecting in that way, and you know you're blessed, then say it. You know what I'm saying? Share that with someone else who is upset, who who isn't as blessed. You know what I'm saying? Don't let your whole timeline be filled with negativity. I'm surrounded by it, but so I'm not. I'm gonna be if I have to wake up at you know five o'clock and post a scripture every morning. If I gotta post some inspirational stuff, if I gotta do whatever I gotta do, I'm gonna try to be that person that that is positive, that's inspired. You know, I'm not just gonna blend into a crowd, a crowd of negativity. You, it's everywhere, the media, the radio, Facebook, you know, Twitter. It's all negativity. Before I get into it, I want to share with you all a scripture. You know, you look, at, you look around, it's all violence and hatred. And Psalms 29.11 says, May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. You know, and that's, that's very, I think that's very appropriate, you know, for right now. You know, you look around what's going on, you look at, you know, the violence, you look at, you know, a lot of people may feel weak, a lot, I know a lot of people feel helpless, a lot of people feel like, you know, they, they aren't able to do anything, they aren't able to um, live how they want to live because of what's going on in the White House. And the reality is we, we do have strength, you know, and, and whether we have, you know, peace in the world, whether we have peace in this country, it says right here, may the Lord bless his people with peace. So no matter what's going on, we have peace, right? We just have to, you know, understand that, and that's and that's what it is. So let's talk about Charlotte, Charlottesville, Charlottesville, Virginia. Well, and I, I want to start off by saying, you know, rest in peace to 32-year-old Heather Hayer, um, who who's actually, I believe, her funeral is today. If I'm not mistaken, rest in peace to her. Rest in peace to the two state troopers that were killed uh, on that day. And and my condolences and prayers go out to all of the victims from horrific, uh, you know, display of of just full. It's just it's, it's just just hatred, just craziness. You know what I mean? Just absolute madness. You know, to wait to go to a store and buy those ridiculous torches and to feel like you can, you know, march, you know, and and, and put forth a message of hatred and a message of bigotry and you know, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, so so again, rest in peace to everyone, you know, who who was killed and everyone who was affected by that that by that tragedy. And I want to, like I said, I'm going to go, trust me, I'm going to go into, you know, some some great detail about the events, you know what I mean? But bear with me. One of the things I said online is, 
you know, well, I'm going to talk about Donald Trump now. Like, I want to talk about Trump in, in relation to his comments about this event. But one of the things that I think it's important to understand first and foremost is if you put your faith, your trust, and your hope in elected government officials, like if you, if, you know what I'm saying, like if you, that's where your hope lies. Like, oh, my gosh, I hope Hillary Clinton gets elected. Oh, my gosh, I wish Barack Obama could get a third term, or I hope Donald Trump gets impeached or anything like that, and that's your hope. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you're praying for. That's what you are resting your your faith in and praying to God. I, people are actually praying, oh, my gosh, I, I pray that Donald Trump gets you know impeached. Listen, you're going to be very disappointed, not, not just now. But you're all if that's where your hope, faith, and, and trust, you know, lies, you're going to be disappointed every single time. Because what you have to realize is that, and this is, I know, maybe hard for many people to realize and understand, but the government does not have an agenda of helping the less fortunate. Okay, let me let me just under, help you guys understand. The government is not here to solve the problems of the poor, the disenfranchised, the less fortunate, you know, none of that. That's not what they're here for. If you look at slavery, if you look at just this overall agenda that they have, that's not what they're here for. They have an agenda, in fact, of of in, inciting a race war, okay? Uh, it, you know, not just a race war, but that's the that's what's going on right now. But just war in general, uh, war is big business. If you guys don't understand that about the government, you look at every president, they're, they're going to have a war under their belt because they're required to pay back favors and, and dish out, uh, you know, military contracts to the people who donated millions and millions and millions of dollars to their campaign and their administration. Those are favors that are being paid back, the favors that Bush paid back to, to Dick Cheney and his whole company. It's all corruption. Barack Obama did the same thing with the people. You know, let me tell you something. Barack Obama received more millions of dollars from corporations than any presidential candidate in the history of this country. Where do you think that money came from? How do you think that those favors were paid back? That money was paid back through favors. Okay, what do you think Donald Trump is doing? It's all the same. You know, all presidents are the same. There is no okay, this is a good president, this is a bad president. No, all presidents are evil, all presidents are corrupt, all presidents are puppets being controlled by the people who truly run this country. If you don't understand that, then you don't understand politics, okay? So the government, and see, and here's the thing. So because of that agenda, the government, it, which, which controls the media, you has an agenda of distracting from the from the real issues, you see what I'm saying? All this stuff that we see going on, you know, are are are, are big distractions. Hey guys, we're about to go to war, and there's a lot of stuff that comes with war. So give us a break with that. CNN talk about nothing but Donald Trump. ABC, NBC, Fox News talk about nothing but Donald Trump. Just go ahead and you know what I'm saying? Don't don't say nothing about North Korea right now. Oh, oh, we we had the Russia thing going. That's what occupied the news for for months and months and months. Now, now, where's the where's this Russia investigation? What's going on with that right now? Oh, forget that. That we probably I, I wouldn't be surprised if we never hear another thing 
about that fake news Russia investigation because this whole, you know, Charlottesville thing and Donald Trump's role in it is, there is more than enough to occupy the headlines for another few months. Every day, tw- literally 24-hour coverage nonstop of the of – the, not, not even of the event. It would be one thing if it was even of the event. It's then the, the news, they're not even covering the event. They're talking about nothing but Donald Trump, which is amazing to me. How is Donald Trump's comments, how is Donald Trump's opinion more important than, than just the, the lives that were lost, the hatred that's being spewed forth? It's not. It's not more important. Donald Trump is a grown man, just like I'm a grown man, just like you're a grown man, grown woman listening in. We all have our opinions. Do I agree with Donald Trump's opinion? Do I agree with Obama's opinion? Do I agree with George Bush? Do I agree with you guys' opinions all the time? No. But guess what? I don't have to. You see what I'm saying? It does, his opinions, this is the problem I have. His opinions do not need to be front-page news. Yes, he's the president. It's fine. But his opinions, you know what I'm saying? Is he a racist? If he's a racist, then he's a racist. Most people are convinced that Donald Trump is a racist. So why the heck? Like if somebody, if that's just the consensus, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, if you're a racist, then, then let's, let's treat him like a racist. Stop acting surprised every time he says something that may be con- construed as being racist. If that's what he is, then that's what he is. Right? I mean, I'm just, you know what I mean? It's like, yo, the sun, the sun is out. You know what I mean? The sky is blue. Okay. That's what I'm, I'm not going to keep saying, oh, great, it's a nice day. Oh, boy, it sure is a nice day every time the sun is out, every time I go outside. Okay, I know it's a nice day out. You know what I'm saying? And I don't have to, like certain friends of mine, like we have certain issues. You know what I mean? Like, like, my, like my, one of my buddies, we talk about women sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and uh, we've always talked about Halle Berry. And I said, yo, Halle Berry, like, she's beautiful. She, and, you know, most men will tell you this. Nah, nah, man, she's too skinny for me. I said, you know, what you mean? How is she too skinny? Nah, man, I need, like, okay. So every time me and him talk, we don't need to have the same debate about whether or not Halle Berry is too skinny or not. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't, like, I know how he feels. He knows how I feel. So we don't got to keep, when I see him, we chop it up, we talk about other stuff. It's like, all right, we don't, and even more serious things. Certain people, I, we have serious debates. It's like, all right, we just, look, you still my homie, but we don't agree on this, which is fine. And the media is just constantly rehashing and rehashing and rehashing something that everyone has not everyone, but a large amount of people, you know, have already come to a certain conclusion. So this is, and that's the, that's the agenda. They're not stupid. Donald Trump, it, it, it's become, I mean, literally, from the moment that he announced his, his uh, candidacy for president, literally, you know, nonstop coverage of him. Literally, I mean, nonstop. You know, and, there's, and what people have to understand is, Donald Trump is the ultimate distraction from the real war that's, that's, that's plaguing us, which is the war between good and evil, which you guys often hear me talk about. I mean, we got people out here, you know, building satanic, you know, monuments and, uh, you know, modern-day satanic rituals and, 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 and music shows and award shows and, you know, Oscars and things like that, Super Bowl. I mean, we got literally, you know, satanic worship is happening right in front of our eyes. 
and everyone, instead of talking about good versus evil, everyone is talking about black versus white, rich versus poor. And that is, unfortunately, a very effective distraction from that. They're tearing people away from the church. Um, you know, there's so much evil out here. There's so much stuff going on that's not even being discussed because so people are, you know, Christians are too busy looking at black versus white to talk about good versus evil. And if Christians can't talk about good versus evil, who the heck is going to talk about it? I guess that just leaves me. You know? One of the things I said online is, you know, I said, you know, the government and the media, you know, it, like I said, it's not, they're not here to help us. They're not here to fix problems. They're here to add to the problems. You know, people ask, you know, look at, they say, oh, you know, look at the unemployment rate. Look at the jobs. Listen, they don't want us to have jobs. They didn't, listen, they didn't even want us to read. The same government that didn't want us to even have the knowledge of how to read a book. You guys think they really have an agenda all of a sudden of, 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 of helping people be able to eat and, 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 you know, pay off student loans and, be able to provide for the family. No, they enslaved us. It wasn't good enough to say, look, you don't have freedom. We don't even want you to have the information. Well, oh, my fault. They're still doing that. Look at the public school system. Look at our youth. They still don't want us to be able to read. You got 12-year-olds, 13, 14-year-olds that can't even read, that still can't read. You know, heck, who knows? Floyd Mayweather not, might not even be able to read. I don't know but they still don't want us to be able to read. You know, so really nothing has changed. Talking about a lot of time here, we're talking about, what, 100 years? You know, a few hundred years? You know, this is not something that's relatively new. Like, I mean, excuse me, this is something that's new. All right? Let's talk about politics a little bit. You know, I, I don't have I, – here's the thing. Listen, I have a lot of Facebook friends. I have a lot of, you know, people I'm cool with, you know, a lot of different people. All of a sudden, everyone wants to be a, a, a Facebook a social activist. You know, everyone wants to be, you know, a, a political pundit, you know, a Twitter, a Twitter pundit. It's like, look, if you are not, let me say this. This is what I said online. I said anyone who universally agrees or disagrees, everything a politician says or a political party says or does, I say you, sir or or ma'am, are ignorant and have absolutely no business discussing politics at all, okay? We have people out here online, they just talk and talk and talk. I hate Donald Trump. I hate Donald Trump. Or other people, you know, I hate Barack Obama, I hate Barack Obama, or I, I can't stand the Democrats, I can't stand the, the you know what I'm saying, the uh, Republicans. Like, and it doesn't matter what they do. And I have no respect for people, as far as politics go, who, who literally, they, they just hate everything. Now, like with me, for example, it's funny, people are like, oh, yeah, you, you know, do you, oh, you support Donald Trump? I'm like, what? Like, like Hillary Clinton, when the election was going on, Hillary Clinton could say something stupid. Bernie Sanders could say something stupid, something I didn't agree with. And, and I, I, speak, I speak on it. I said, oh, you must be a Trump supporter. I said, what do you mean? I said, when did you, when did you hear me say that? 
I said, oh, well, you, you're criticizing Clinton, so you must be a Trump supporter. I said, no, that doesn't mean that at all. It just means that I don't like what Hillary Clinton had to say or, or I disagree with what Donald Trump said. That doesn't mean I'm a Clinton supporter. It doesn't mean, you know, anything. It just means I'm expressing an opinion. You know, and I just want people to understand. Like, and maybe I'm a different type of guy, but I do not care about social media. Let me say that again. I, I mean, maybe, like I said, I just don't care. Like, if I put a post up that it's, it's on my mind, I literally do not care if it gets any likes. I do not care if it gets shared. I, I mean, I, I'm being honest with you. I don't care, you know, um, so, whereas other people, they're not just do they, they, they care or they, you know, not do they care. It's their, you know, the perception of people literally shapes their existence. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't do anything unless they feel it will get, it's popular or it will, it will be received, you know, in a pleasant manner. And it's, you can see it right before your eyes. It's just like, wow. Like, that's why if you notice, no one really says anything of substance anymore, you know, on social media because, like, it's a fear that it won't get any likes or it won't be received positively or there might be, you know, some pushback to it. You know me. I don't care about pushback. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what we have to get away from. We have to get away from, especially as Christians, we have to get away from being being afraid to be criticized, to be mocked, ridiculed. That's one of the reasons why I have uh, respect for people like Colin Kaepernick. Um, you know, I don't agree with everything that he does. I don't agree with everything that he stands for. Um, but, you know, like I said, I respect him. He's made the decision and he's sticking by it. You know, I respect people like uh, Tim Tebow who say, look, I'm going I'm to take a stand for Jesus Christ. I don't care if, I, if it means I'm not going to be playing in the National Football League. I don't care. Like, that's the same thing. It's literally, literally the same thing. Colin Kaepernick, Tim Tebow, they both took very public stands, and unfortunately they're being punished, you know, for those stands, you know, which is fine. That's, you know, that's what we have to do sometimes as individuals. You know, so let, let's let's get a little deeper into it, though. Let's let's talk a little bit more about what what happened in in Charlottesville. First of all, the, the commotion was regarding, if you those of you who aren't really familiar, the removal of a statue of Robert E. Lee uh, down there, and which has sparked you know more debates about other statues like here in Philadelphia they're talking about removing the uh, uh Frank Rizzo statue and you know and different statues of people who were racist or you know fought for uh you know racist ide- ideologies um so that's what's going on and that's that prompted a rally and I want to tell a very personal story which I told before but that prompted a a a rally uh down there with you know, the KKK, uh, with neo-Nazis, um, white supremacists, you know, a whole bunch, as, as well as, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to keep it real with you. It, it were, there were other people down there. There were a lot of different people. A lot of them were racist. Um, most of them were racist. Uh, let me say this, let me say this. There were a lot of people who were actually, a lot of people don't understand what these terms mean. 
You know, like, like you're, a lot of people are KKK. They're in the KKK. A lot of people are actual, like, they're white supremacists. Then there are neo-Nazis. A neo-Nazi is not the same as just someone who's racist. You know, someone who's just racist is not necessarily the same as someone who is, classifies himself as a white supremacist. And people need to really be smart and understand it. And I don't have time to educate everyone on the differences today, but do some research on what, on what is a neo-Nazi. You know, do some research on what does the KKK actually believe. Now, yes, obviously they're all bastards. They're all horrible people. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's some are better than others. I'm just saying that they're different. You understand what I'm saying to you? Um, and, you know, it's important to not, in my opinion, to not classify any group of people into one, you know, one large group, you know, especially when they're very distinct differences, all right? One of the things, so, so that's what's going on. So you had this large rally, um, and I think, I mean, like I said, I don't agree with a lot of the things that Donald Trump says, and he, he, I, but I felt like this is the, one of the points that he was trying to convey. I didn't agree with his point, but I understood what he was trying to say. What he was trying to say, um, uh, I think yesterday, was that, and he just made it, he, he, he makes an ass out of himself by saying things that by not properly articulating things that are on his mind. What he was trying to say was all the people there were not neo-Nazis. Some of the people there were, were just people there to protest the taking down of the statue. He was making a, basically doing what I just did, making a differentiation between just your average person who wants to not see the statue come down and saying, hey, look, that person isn't a violent neo-Nazi who wants to kill all blacks. But, but, but the point that he doesn't, where Trump failed was, is that he doesn't understand that, hey, if they want to see this, they don't want to see the statue come down, a statue that represents someone who represented racism and oppression, well, then guess what? That makes you a racist. He wasn't understanding that point. And I think that's where all the pushback is coming from and all the criticism is coming from. But I do agree with him, and you guys got to really listen. I agree with what he said that, yes, everyone who was at that rally on that side was not a neo-Nazi. And, again, that's why you really have to do some research on what that term actually means. Does that mean that they weren't racist? No, probably not. They probably were racist, like I said. But, like I said, it, and it's the point that, you know, while there is some validity to that point, from a presidential standpoint, I don't see his point in making that point because it didn't do anything to help him in any way if, if his goal is to, you know, get some of the heat off of him. So I don't know. Maybe, like I said, I can, I can articulate that point, but like I said, it doesn't change anything. Everyone there that was on that side is a racist. Be clear about that. I'm just not into the whole, you know, let's lump everybody together. But, yeah, if you're there, you're, you're a racist, you know, Kind of like if I go to a Black Lives uh, Matter rally, you know, I'm there because I have some type of, uh, you know, sympathy, some type of passion for, for black people, for, for my people. So it's not, you know, you're not going to see a white supremacist or someone who's, who is racist at a Black Lives Matter rally. It just doesn't make sense. If you're at a, at a white supremacist rally or a rally uh, organized by, by a white supremacist, you're a racist. All right? And that's, that's one of the points that I wanted to, and the media is not, just like you see how I was able to articulate that, the media could have done the same thing, but they have no agenda to do that. They have no, they're not here 
to, you know, help Donald Trump articulate what he was trying to say. They're here to just pounce on every little thing and use him to push their agenda. That's one. Of, that's actually one of the reasons why I said on Facebook last night. I said at this point, I just wish Donald Trump would just would, would just resign. You know what I'm saying? I said that because it's 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 giving them. I mean, they're going to find distractions no matter what, no matter who's in office, you know, no matter what happens in four years and eight years, whatever. There's always going to be some type of distraction. But I I would prefer because Donald Trump is so has the ability to be so polarizing and then just make everything stop and and it has the ability to make people just focus on him and you know people have already become so riled up specifically regarding him you know I'd rather he would just be removed from the equation completely so we could get back to business because the issues aren't being discussed you know the the agenda is not being discussed so many different things are being totally ignored you know, specifically because of Trump. And I just think that if you had someone like, you know, even even Marco Rubio, that's why I, honestly, I really wanted Marco Rubio to win the election, to be quite honest. With you. And I said this during the, uh, the during the debate. I said, wow, he's actually saying a lot of things that, that I like, but more importantly, and, you know, and he, you know, appears to be a Christian. He said a lot of things praising Jesus Christ. That's one of the reasons why I like him. But aside from that, he uh, he's not a racist. He is a, a, a minority, uh, and the media would not have been able to use him the way he's using Donald Trump in, in this whole race card. There would, there, you know, what I'm saying, if you put someone like John Kasich in there, you put somebody like Mike Pence in there, or, or any, you know, a lot of those guys who have no history with with this whole race thing. Yeah, there's going to be other issues that they're going to try to you know bring about, but the whole there is no race, you know, card to be played. You know, with a Marco Rubio, even with John McCain, there was no talk of oh, John McCain is a racist. It was like okay, these are the issues, and we're going to talk about the issues. So, and, and that, so that's what's going on now. One of the things that, and I'll be honest with you, one of the things that I actually that I've always liked about specifically about just people in general, but specifically about uh, Donald Trump and, and his role as president, historically, and I've never seen anything like this historically. You have, you know, presidents like Obama, like Bush, whoever, who literally just, they read off a teleprompter, you know, they, their views 100% uh, coincide with the, the, uh, the agenda of their party. There's never any like, okay, I'm going to just speak my mind and, 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 and be unapologetic about it. In fact, I'm not sure we've ever seen someone like this in entertainment, in, in any type of uh, media, who literally just doesn't apologize for anything, you know. And, and I've, I've always been that way. You know, yeah, if I'm wrong, I'll say I'm sorry. But, you know, for the most part, you guys follow me online, you follow me on social media, I speak my mind. If I have a thought, then I put it out there, and, and, and I let the chips fall where they may. And that's one of the things that Donald Trump does, love him, hate him, you know, that's what he does. He does not care. You know what I'm saying? He does not care. And a lot of this stuff is like, you know, there is no public pressuring him to just do whatever. And that's what I mean, you know, you might hate him, but me, I'll speak for myself. I admire that quality. You know what I'm saying? You know, say, say, you know, say what you mean and mean what you say. If that means you're going to be bashed, if that means people hate you, well, hey, so be it. You know, my father always told me, look, stop apologizing. 
Say what you, you know what I'm saying? Be a man. Stand up on your own two feet. Now we live in a society where somebody tweets something, like, oh, the tweet has now been deleted. What you delete the tweet for? You know, you put up an Instagram post, oh, you, I, I deleted it because of the backlash. Stop deleting stuff. You put it out that people already saw it. Stand by it. Now, stand by it, but if you need to apologize, then apologize for it. But don't delete it. Don't backtrack. Don't say something that's the opposite. You know, one of the reasons why I have zero respect for people like Barack Obama is because he totally flip-flopped on his views on, on, on homosexuality. I can't respect that. You know, when he's a candidate for Senate, he says, oh, you know, I'm, as a Christian man, I believe marriage is between a, 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 a man and a woman. You know what I'm saying? As a Christian. Now look at him. There's never been a president who's championed for, homo, for gay rights more and transgender rights more than Barack Obama. I mean, that's, that's unforgivable, in, in my opinion. And it's just stuff like that. You know, one thing I said online yesterday, I said, you know, can we stop all of this asking for a friend BS? What is that? Who came up with that? Who, who, who started that? Oh, asking for a friend. Like, you no, know, you're at, I mean, yes, it's a, okay, it's a joke, whatever, but it's a joke put out there to avoid having to stand on your own statement, stand behind your statement. And, I mean, and what it is is basically, oh, stop being afraid to say what you, what's on your mind, say what you want to say, and stop caring about the opinions of others. I mean, it's really getting crazy out here. You know, social media should not be dictating your life. So um, with it, I, I came up in a time, you know, when there was no social media. There was no Facebook, MySpace. Like when I was out there early in my life, my teens and my early 20s, none of this existed. You know what I'm saying? I'm, not, I'm about to be 40. I'm not like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm just saying. What did y'all do before this? It's amazing. So let's talk a little bit about Donald Trump and, and, and his actual initial statement after the violence. All right. You know, one of the things that he said the other day was he said that he wanted to hear all the facts before making, you know, a, a, an in-depth statement. This, and I want to read it. I'm a, I want to read it. I want to tell you my opinion because this is what started everything. was when people said he did not call out the white supremacists. He didn't call out the KKK. I want to talk about what he added. Because a lot of people... They don't even, like, know what a lot of this stuff is actually saying. Like, a lot of things you ask them, like, oh, yeah, I don't like that he said that. Like, well, what'd you, what did he actually say, though? But I don't know. I didn't really watch I didn't watch this. I just heard the 30-second soundbite on CNN. It's like, what? You're, you're, you're this hype. You're this passionate about something. And you didn't even, you don't even know what you're, what you're this hype about. So let's let's read. This is this is the, the a paragraph of what everyone is talking about. This is like the main part of the speech everyone's talking about. He says, he says, but we're closely following the terrible events unfolding in Charlottesville, Virginia. We condemn, in the strongest possible terms, this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence. On many sides, on many sides, 
It's been going on for a long time in our country. Not Donald Trump, not Barack Obama. This has been going on for a long time, a long time. It has no place in America. What is vital now is a swift restoration of law and order and the protection of innocent lives. No citizen should ever fear for the safety and security, for their safety and security in our society. And no child should ever be afraid to go outside and play or be with their parents and have a good time. This is why I wanted to do today's show. This may be unpopular. Some people may have a problem with me the way they have a problem with Donald Trump. You know me. I don't care. I'm, I, I got to be honest with you. In my opinion, Dadon Tolbert's opinion, I see no problem whatsoever with this statement. Okay? Let me say that again. I see no problem whatsoever with this statement. This is the problem that I had. Barack Obama and many others have made very, very similar statements, vague statements. Vague. One of the biggest criticisms I had about Obama was, was his vagueness. I mean, I can't, I can't, there's so many. I mean, you know, how many tragedies happened over the last eight years? And, and so there was the, the, what's the word I want to use? Vagueness, the ambiguity, whatever word you want to put in there, it was just vague. I can't think of a better word for it. No specificity, specificity you know what I'm saying? But, but, you know, on a more overall level, uh, general level, you know, publicly uh, condemned, whether it was the attacks, I'm talking about Obama right now, but you know what I'm saying? He, he would absolutely condemn the attacks, but it was very vague about so much of this stuff. You know, and I sat back and I watched, and I've even discussed on my show, and no one had a thing to say about it. Not one person, not, or, you know, in, in the African American world. And but yet, I and Donald Trump makes what I feel is like you know a, a you know, it, it is a condemnation because if, he, if we're talking, I mean, let's just break it down for a second because people aren't stupid. And I can promise you, if CNN didn't jump on this, if NBC didn't jump on this, no one would be talking about it. People are only talking about this. It's only an issue because they made it an issue. No one would be sitting at home. If he would have made this statement and then nobody said anything about it on, on, news, on the news, nobody would be talking about it. It's only an issue because the media says it's an issue, and they want to make it an issue. And that's where I can't stand. He, what he says, specifically, closely following the terrible events unfolding, meaning ongoing, in Charlottesville, Virginia. We, as in my administration, he said, condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious. Do people know what egregious means? It was an egregious display, one of my favorite words, in fact, an egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence on many sides. Now, I don't really, you know, I can't speak for Donald Trump. I don't know what he meant by on many sides because the hatred, the bigotry, 
was coming from the white supremacists, and maybe, and maybe I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to speak for him, but maybe it goes back to what I was saying earlier in the show. Because again, there there is a difference between neo Nazis. Is a difference between the KKK and and white supremacy. A lot of people aren't taught that in schools. A lot of people have no idea what the difference is. But again, there are very 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 distinct differences. Okay. Go call somebody in the KKK a neo-Nazi, and, and depending on who you talk to, they might take offense. All right? And so I don't know, but maybe when he says on many sides, because he says the, dis- the display of hatred, bigotry, and violence, I mean, the hatred and the bigotry was obviously coming from the white supremacists and neo-Nazis, and, and, and you know what I'm saying, the KKK. So obviously we're talking about bigotry. You're not talking about black folk. You're not talking about people that are there to combat the racism and the bigotry. The bigotry was only on one side. So, like I said, a lot of this is is being spun by the media to turn it into something that I don't believe it was even uh, intended to be about. You know, again, he says this, this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence. Who else could he have been talking about? You know what I'm saying? Big, you know, if you're talking about a bigot, 99.9% of the time you're talking about a, a, a white person being prejudiced towards a black person. So he says on many sides, who who is he talking about other than the, the, the KKK and the neo-Nazis? He says it has no place in America, which I, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. He says, what is vital now is a swift restoration of law and order and the protection of innocent lives. No citizen should ever fear for their safety and security in our society. Like, how about for a second we focus on the positivity of this statement? You know, maybe could he, I mean, could he have said, you know, like the, the, the act, the KKK? I mean, I, me, I might not have said the KKK. I mean, I, I might not have said white supremacy. I mean, in my, in my personal opinion, and again, I'm just one person, but in my opinion, it was more than obvious who he was talking about. You know what I mean? Like, maybe I'm just a different type of person. And I'm not, you know, here to defend him or I'm not his. But, like, in my, I'm an intelligent person. I have common sense. I knew who he was, who he was talking about. If someone says, I'm here to talk about Charlotte, Charlottesville. I'm here to talk about the terrible events. Somebody just got ran over with a freaking car, right? You know, somebody just, people got mowed down with the car. So in my opinion, in my, my thought process, oh, okay, he's talking, that's what he's talking about. You know what I mean? If somebody says, hey, I'm here to talk about the terrible events unfolding in Charlottesville, and somebody just got ran over by a car by a white supremacist, you know what I mean? Like, and I say, I condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence. Hmm, who am I talking about? Who who could he be referring to? Obviously, it's the KKK and the white supremacy. I mean, that's common sense. Let's stop being stupid. Let's stop trying to be so politically correct about everything and, and start using our freaking minds. You know, that should not be the headline. The headline should not be, oh, he made this whole long statement publicly condemning evil and violence and hatred and bigotry, but he didn't say the specific name. It's like, what? I mean, come on, guys. 
Come on, we're grown-ups. We're grown-ups. And because the media has planted this seed, oh, he's a racist, and everything he says and does is evil and negative, it's like people just jumped on it. You know, it's like, dang, come on. I mean, again, I don't agree with everything. Y'all know me. I'm going to say if I have a problem with some problem with it, but come on. No, I mean, I don't go even farther than say this. No intelligent person, okay, who has common sense did not know who he was talking about. It's, it's a, it has no place in America. What has no place in America? What? What, what has no place in America? Oh, I know. Racism, hatred, and bigotry. Oh, that's what has no place in America. Obviously, guys, come on. You know, and what I, and what I can't stand, you know, because, again, I'm in the media and I have a history in mass media, it is the manipulation is, in my opinion, a positive statement being turned into something negative based on, you know, one, one, one piece, you know, of information. It's kind of like what the media did when he was giving that speech. He was talking about Frederick Douglass. He's in a, in a room surrounded by African-Americans giving money, talking about his plan to give money to HBCUs, and then he makes, I forget exactly what the context of this thing was, but he says one thing about Frederick Douglass that wasn't historically accurate, and that becomes the headline. Oh, not that we're going to make, you know, something like $500 million available to HBCUs and scholarship money, but, you know what I'm saying, but one, one little thing about Frederick Douglass becomes the headline. It's like, come on, man. Come on. Let's stop the BS. We're, we're grown-ups. We're grown. We're too, you know, come on. There are people dying out here in the streets. People are dying out here. People are, you know, kids are starving. You know, all types of things are going on. I, you know, we're here to talk about, you know, one little, one little, one, one little thing. I mean, like I said, I, I got what he was saying from this. Now, again, I'm going to talk about some things I did not agree with, but that initial statement, and I said this to multiple people, I found nothing wrong with that statement, and I just read the statement, and I really find it hard to believe that anyone who's not being manipulated by the mainstream media, I don't think they would have a problem with that statement either, in and of itself. Now, this is what I had a problem with. You know, it's like I said, I had no problem, and I know other people who had no problem with that initial statement. In my opinion, Donald Trump did what he, you know, has been pretty consistent with not doing, which is he caved into the pressure, you know, and, and went and made a, a, a follow-up speech calling out the KKK and the white supremacists, you know, who, who basically, and it, which basically made him look at what was, in my opinion, weak. Because when you, you know, you make a statement, like I told you earlier, I feel like you should stand by that statement. I found nothing wrong with, with the initial statement, so why are you there to make this follow-up statement? You know, and then you go in and make a, a, you know, do a whole press conference, which which, which really made all hell break loose, you know, which I'll talk about. Well, let me say this. Let me, let me say this also. One of the things that people need to understand is, you know, we, with the First Amendment, you know, freedom of speech, people are allowed to say what they want to say as long as it's not, you know, threatening as long as it's not, like, you know, inciting violence. And, you know, one of the things that people need to understand is, as I said, obviously I'm a black man. These KKK people, these white supremacists, neo-Nazis, they don't give a damn about me. 
them? Obviously not. Of course not. But from my from a uh, an educational standpoint, from a constitutional standpoint, they have the right to protest or or to have a rally. You know, just like the 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 black is the Hebrew or the Hebrew Israelites that are dressed up on you know in the corners or you know uh, you know pastors of Christian churches who decide they want to have a revival out in their community. You know, all of that is fine to do. There might be white folks, there might be white supremacists who don't like the black church having a revival outdoors. And they, you know, with the, the speaker or something, if they have a permit to do that, then they are allowed to do that. And, you know, whether, whether it's a Satanist, if a Satanist, you know, which is coming, this is already happening, this type of stuff is already going, but if someone who, who, who worships Satan, you know, wants to have a public rally and get, get all the Satanists together and march, you know, you, you guys know that's okay, right? They, they're actually allowed to do that. doesn't matter if it's a Satanist. doesn't matter if it's a racist. doesn't matter if it's Black Lives Matter. It doesn't matter what it is because, again, these are rights that are afforded to United States citizens, Muslims. Like when Malcolm X decided he wanted to, in the movie, they wanted to get a group of people together and march down to the police station. Guess what? He can do that. You know what I'm saying? He can do that. And so we don't have to, as, as United States citizens, we don't have to agree. It's, but we do have to be respectful. All right? That's, that's what people need to understand. And I think that, you know, unfor- now this, this is where it becomes, unfortunately, we are human. We are human. So as a black man, if I see somebody coming down the street talking about some go back to Africa, you effing nigger, or, you know, whatever, as a black man, you're not going to say that to me, you know, to my face, and that not be a problem. Do you have the right to say that from a constitutional standpoint? Yeah, but you're not going to say that to me as a black man. It's going to be a problem. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? No one's going to disrespect me to my face. And I think that, and that's as a human. So from a legal standpoint, I can talk about the Constitution stuff all I want to. But as a black man, you're not going to, the guy, and, uh, and I told this story the other day. Uh, when I was in sixth or seventh grade, the guy called me, he's like, you black bitch. I punched him right in the mouth. You're not going to disrespect me as a, as a man, period. But that's what's happening here, and that's, that's where the violence comes. And this is what we where we are now. And this is actually what Donald Trump was referring to. Now, I want to. I, I, this is what where the the big the big controversy that everyone's talking about now came, which is from the press conference yesterday. The, there was a video, and I want everyone to go to my Facebook page from this morning and watch that video. I posted the video, and it said, "I said this is the video that the mainstream media doesn't want you to see." So I want everyone to watch that video because this the video, and this is amazing. This is so, it shows how manipulative, how disingenuous the mainstream media is, NBC is, CNN is. They will sit there. Donald Trump said, he said in the press conference, and they know they're not going to show this in the, in the, in the sound bite. They just show the, the stuff that they want to show. But in his actual speech, he said, look, I wanted to take some time, and I wanted to, to see what was actually going on. 
He said, I didn't want to just jump out and say, all right, you know, this and that. He said, I wanted to just see what was going on. And I, I, I kind of respect that because, watch this, he saw that video, the same video that I posted. And this is what people, let me, let me add some more context. Here. Let me add some more context. I, when, I was, when I was in college, and I've told it, I want you all to think this is a new story. I just made this up. Those of you listening to the show, you've heard me talk about this many, many, many times in different, you know, contexts over the last 10 or so years. I want to say in maybe 96, 97, I went to school in, in western Pennsylvania, which is, you know, the, the KKK capital of the world. Now, when I was in school, I was, a, I was actually the vice president of the Black Student League at the time. Now, there was, like I said, I think it was like when I, probably like 97, 97, 98, something like that. Don't quote me on that. But in western Pennsylvania, there was a, a planned KKK rally, okay? There was a, there was a rally that was, that was coming to uh, the Punxsutawney, uh, Altoona area at that time. That's what they wanted to do. So what we wanted to do as a African-American community was we wanted to have a, our own rally, that rally, okay, that planned rally that they were having. And so what we did was when we did that, we, were, we had this rally, we had this protest, but then there were people out there from the area who were very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, very, uh, they weren't in favor of us protesting this KKK rally. And, again, Look up, Punxsutawney is literally like the KKK capital of the world. So, and it was a very heated. It wasn't anything like I don't know it was anything like what we saw in Virginia, but it was very uh, confrontational. And so, with my point, there was a lot of cussing, a lot of back and forth. And one of the things that people need to understand is that, you know, that is what's going to happen when you when you have two people who are literally passionate about totally opposite things, there's, there's going to be some, some, some cussing. There's usually going to be some fighting. There may be some brawling. There may be police calls. And I'm not saying this is right, but I'm saying what it is. You know what I'm saying? And when you have, like what we saw in Virginia, when you have all of these people coming and then you have this other group, you're not just going to come and disrespect me. And what and I'm not, like I said, I'm not defending Donald Trump, but you know what I'm saying. But in my opinion, what he, what, not what, in my opinion, what he was saying was, look, there was violence on both sides. Now I'm not here to say that I was watching uh, uh, Bakari Sellers and, and a lot of people on CNN talking about, well, there's no uh, moral equivalency to you know Black Lives Matter people or and white supremacy. It's not the same, and I agree, it's not the same. You have people like Black Lives Matter and other uh, African-American protesting groups. They're not preaching a message of hatred. They, well, you know, before they were infiltrated by the, the you know, CIA and the government, you know, they weren't. But at their core, you know, it's a, it's a positive group to fight hatred and bigotry and violence. So their, their defense, even though it often becomes violent, is not the same as a rally being thrown by people coming with a message of hatred. So, no, it's not morally equivalent. They keep wanting to throw that word out there, that term out I don't think anyone's saying that it's the same. It's not morally equivalent, but at the same time, there is still violence that comes from that side. 
there's still violence. In fact, I've seen many videos and talked to many people who've been at those uh, rallies where the, where, the, where the Black Lives Matter, I don't want to say Black Lives Matter, but where the African-American group protesting, you know, was attacking people just because they didn't like what was being said. You know, if you, and if you see the video, you have the white supremacists, you have the racists on one side, and people are literally charging them with, as Donald Trump said, with uh, clubs and, and throwing rocks and spraying maize and all types of things. And so that's where you saw you got the, the, the brawling. And I think that one of, and one of the things that people need to understand is, and again, I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not making excuses for hatred, but I, you can't not see the video. You, you know what I'm saying? You can't not see it. You can't pretend, you know, although as, mu- as much as CNN would like to, this is an uncomfortable conversation to have, but as much as CNN and NBC would like to, you know, act like, oh, you know, it, it was the, the Nazis and the, 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 the racists and the white supremacists, they were attacking and just blatantly running people over. You know, that is not what happened. Now again, if I would not have seen the video, but with my own eyes, if I wouldn't, have, if I haven't seen certain things from the, from past situations, then I might believe the lies. But the reality, and see, this is I think what, what people have to understand that there is a there is a justification being made for defending and fighting against hatred, defending you know your your race and and fighting hatred. Which I'm all for. Like I said, I I've done that. I've done that my whole life, you know. But but when you look at, you know, it's like it's kind of like it's even like what I talked about with Trayvon. You know, it's like if if George Zimmerman, George Zimmerman is a bastard. You know what I'm saying? Like Trayvon Martin, you know, who was high on lean that night. You know that, but that's not necessarily here nor there. You know, but when he's you know when he's walking, you know, doing whatever he's doing. And George Zimmerman follows him, you know, and, and he's on the phone with the with the dispatcher saying, hey, we don't need you to follow him. He's like, no, 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 I'm going to follow him. He did not need to follow him. You know what I'm saying? But what people need to understand, as I said on that show, following someone is not a crime. What happened is when he confronted Trayvon Martin, Trayvon Martin knocked him out. Trayvon Martin punched him right in his face like, yo, man, look, I told you, stop following me. He knocked. You know what I mean? He was on on top of him, pounding him. Like, look, man, stop! I told you, stop following me. This and that. They hey, beating him, banging his head onto the ground. As forensic evidence showed. And so, Trey, uh, so George Zimmerman, instead of just taking that ass whooping like a man, he decides, oh, you know what? I, I'm getting my ass kicked, so I'm going to shoot you in the chest. You see how that works? That is the reason why uh, he was found innocent. Yes, that whole thing could have been avoided. And so as we transition back to Virginia, there is a consequence for everything. The white supremacy, they say, hey, look, we're going to march and we're going to disrespect you and we're going to do this and that. Everybody, we, we responded like we do. Slavery is over. You're not just going to disrespect us as African Americans and expect nothing to happen. You know, if I was, if I was there, I don't know what I would have did. Yeah, I, I might have been on the video knocking somebody out too. I don't know. To be quite honest with you, I probably would. I might have even shot somebody. You know, I can't say for sure. Who knows? But you're not going to disrespect me. And so I get it. My point is, I understand it. I get what happened. 
but for and this is where we are in it. But my issue is for the media, for the media to say and to and to try to act like the violence was on one side. You know, and and and, and on top of that, to create this this storm around Donald Trump for basically saying, hey, look, there, there was violence on both sides. Yeah, like with me. Like, I, fortunately, I didn't get in trouble for punching the dude in the face when he called me a black bitch. But, listen, I would have been a man if somebody like, hey, we got to suspend you for two days. That's cool. Suspend me. You know what I'm saying? He called me a bitch, so I punched him in the face. Like, I'm not going to run. I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying, try to act like I didn't do it. You know, the, the, the reality of the situation in Virginia was the white supremacists said, you know, Jews aren't, what do you say, y'all not taking over, blacks aren't taking over, this and that, whatever, you black bitches go home, whatever they were saying, okay, we're going to punch you in the face. We're going to throw some, st- some stones at you. We're going we're gonna to get it on. You want to come down here and march with your tiki tor- torches? That's cool, but we ain't having that. Come to Philly with that. Come to the hood, North Philadelphia, with that. That's the, you know what I'm saying. There's going to be violence. You understand? There's not there's not going to be a peaceful protest. There's going to be violence. There's going to be some 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 killings. That's a fact. So why is the media trying to act like oh, you know, you know the, these these white supremacists just came down and you know we we just were standing there just minding our own business. And, you know, just silently protesting, you know, while they would just sat there and watch them disrespect us and watch them march through ch- chanting all these things, and we just sat there and didn't do a damn thing. Come on. Let's start with the BS. Ain't no black folk, ain't nobody who's passionate about their race going to sit there and let some white supremacist neo-Nazi bastards walk through and they not say nothing back and then not be a conflict. If you think that, then you're just stupid. The problem is the media, all they show is the, the crowd marching with the tiki. That's all they show. You know what I'm saying? They show the car running through the crowd, which, you know, which absolutely was wrong. But let the, it was a fight. It's kind of like at, after a brawl. You know, it's like you fighting. You fight. And, again, this is not right, but this is how, you know, if you fight, two sides are fighting, what, what happens nowadays? Two people fighting, whoever wins the fight uh, is whatever they think is over. Then the person who lost the fight, they go back to their they go back to their car and they grab the gun, they shoot up the shoot up the crowd. Two innocent bystanders are hit. Is that right? Hell, of course not. That's not right, but that's what happens a lot of times. This guy said, "Oh, y'all wanted to beat us. Y'all charged. He marched down. Y'all met us with resistance. We fought. It, it ain't over. Y'all might have whipped us. It ain't over. I'm gonna run you down with my car." Just like the black guy that runs back to his car and, and takes out the shotgun and, and shoots somebody. It ain't over. Just like Trayvon. Trayvon beat George Zimmerman's ass. Oh, you beat my ass? Oh, no, it ain't over. I'm going to shoot you in the chest. Again, none of this is right. None of this is an excuse. None of this is a justification. But this is what happened. And all I'm asking for, I'm not, I'm not here to make excuses. I'm not here to act like it was right or it's equal. I'm not here to do none of that. All I'm here to say is that the media has a responsibility to tell the truth. The media has a responsibility to show what actually happened. If we fought, you know what I'm saying? Show us fighting. 
don't just show one side of the fight. It's like Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather fight is next week. What's Conor McGregor doing? He's posting videos of him knocking down his sparring partner. He's trying to act like, oh, yeah, this guy, he was like an actual professional fighter, and he knocked him down. They're not showing the video. They're just showing the, the images of his sparring partner, this former boxer, on the ground. This guy, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the boxers online on TMZ, told him, come on, man. He's like, look, show the whole fight. He's like, come on, you ain't knocking me out. He's like, don't be stupid. He's like, that. He's like, you tripped. He's like, I tripped. I fell. He's like, come on, show the whole fight, and then we can let the people decide what those sparring sessions look like. It just, it's like, come on. It's like if you want to tell a story, tell the story right. You know, I'll tell you another story. When I was in college, there was this, uh, there was this uh, white frat party. Like, I went to school in Indiana, PA, so, you know, it wasn't a lot of things to do. So a lot of times there was no actual party going on organized by the, you know, the black, the black students, and we would hit up the white frat parties. So we would go to the white frats, you know, and, and one day this African-American girl, I forget the details of what happened, but I don't know if she was pushed. If she, I think she, maybe she might have been spit on, or she got in, she got kicked out of the party with the, with this white frat, and she came back, she came back around to the dorms, and she told us, and, and I remember it was like, it was like this, this lynch mob. It's like what? They did, they did what? And, and so it was like the Kappas, the Sigmas, the you know what I'm saying, just the the freshmen that were just up there, riled, you know, riled up. You know, we all, and I was there, we all, we went to these white frats with her leading the, the pack, trying to, you know, point out who it was and what house it was and, you know, just looking for these, for these, these, these crackers who, who spit on this, this, this young black girl, you know, and, and, you know, unfortunately nothing happened. Like it wasn't any brawl. I think we all walked around, you know, with our respective crowds and, you know, acted like we was going to do, like, it was like one big, it was like a big, and it was a big thing, but it turned out to be not big, that big of a deal. But it was like, let's just say she said, oh, that's the guy that spit on me. Oh, it would have been on. You know, it would have been a brawl. It would have been the black frats versus the white frats. And that's just what it would have been. So imagine if, if somebody tells that story, right, but they, but they try to make it seem like, oh, no. It was it was the, the the white frats just were were attacking the the black frats, or you know what I'm saying like something crazy. When I just told you exactly what happened, but imagine someone telling you the story only from one perspective. That would that would be crazy. And so all I'm saying, guys, is let's let's again. It's not for me. This isn't about Trump. We shouldn't even be talking about Donald Trump. We should be talking about. The violence. We should be talking about whoever organized this freaking rally. We've heard. I mean, think, there's, there's a guy out there. I don't know his name, but he's there. He was on, you know, on the news briefly. But we don't even know his name. Why are people rather talk about Donald Trump? Listen, this is crazy. This is really crazy. People would rather talk about Donald Trump than the white guy who actually organized. You know, you know what I mean? The the the, the rally. The actual white supremacists who put this whole thing together, who went out and bought the tiki torches, put them on his debit card, we 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 would rather talk about Trump than to talk about the actual perpetrators 
the actual leaders of these organizations and what we can be doing to, to you know, put it into those organizations. To me, that's what's more important. You know what I'm saying? If, if Don, I don't care what Donald Trump says. You know? Now, 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 what I do care about, okay, what I do care about is what I said online. I said it shouldn't take neo-Nazis, white supremacists. It should not take KKK for black folk to get riled up about people being murdered in these streets. You know, just on Monday night, five people were shot. Just oh, that's just here in Philly. You know what I mean? That's that's just here in Philly. So I mean, really look at what's going on. We're talking about the violence. We're talking. I mean, what what kind of violence? I mean, does it have to be? You know what I mean? For it to be national news. I mean, sir, I'm just asking. I'm asking for a friend. Ain't that what people like? I'm asking for a friend. You know, that's foolishness. I ain't asking for a friend. I'm asking for myself. What kind of violence does it have to be for for, for Anderson Cooper to get involved? You know, Bakari, Don Lemon, uh, 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 D.L. Hughley, Al Sharpton, Jesse. What kind of violence does it have to be to make CNNB, uh, what is it, MSNBC? You know, we're we're killing each other at at alarming rates. We're shooting people left and right. You know, so I said one of the things we we can't really. I mean, we can get mad. It's fine to get mad. Like I said, you're not going to disrespect us to our face no matter what. So we can get mad, but where's the anger with ourselves when we kill ourselves when we don't respect ourselves? You know, I mean, and that's, I think, in my opinion, that's what needs to be uh, focused on. I think that's what needs to be addressed more in our community is, you know, is how to combat our own, you know, racist tendencies towards ourselves. We kill ourselves, you know. So that's really all I wanted to say about it. You know, that's really, you know, I didn't really have too much else to say other than what I've said. Like I said, you know, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I don't even, I understand American politics for what it is. You know, it's it's a a circus. It is as fake as the WWE. You got your good guys. You got your bad guys. The next minute, they're the good guys. You know, you got people like all of a sudden people love uh, John McCain. People love Mitt Romney. You know, before they were you know public enemy number one, you know, respectively. You know, and the reality is, it's it's all fake. It's all whatever they say it is. That's what it is. You know, NBC says, oh, you know, John McCain is bad. Oh, Donald Trump is good. You know, after he's out of office. Who knows? Donald Trump might, you know, be be liked again just by thirty million people the same way he was before he decided to run for. It's all fake, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the mass mainstream media manipulation that I have become so passionate about, and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to y'all today. So again, man, put God first, pray, pray for our country, pray pray for our leaders, and, and focus on love, focus on positivity, you know. And uh, 
I'll be back, and I will talk to you all next time. Peace. Don't
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.